courtside here. Another EBA All-American count in the books. Brandon, a lot of good basketball that we saw this past weekend, man. Your thoughts as yet another one has come to a close. It's hard to put it into to words. I was talking to the second session of girls, the 2019s and younger, and then our high school boys at the same time today. I talked about the crossover movement and some of the things that we talked about, Marcus. I remember on a podcast right after USA Basketball. Uh, back in October 2013 when I got a chance to watch Tyus Jones do a little Okafor. Some of those guys now who are in the first round of the NBA draft, right? And this is what we had in mind. You know, obviously some things have happened between then and now, right? But to, to get back to, to where we are today, it was just fantastic to see the talent on the floor, whether it was Colton Kressel all the way out from Arizona, you know, whether it was Aaron Boley and the skills and drills, workouts, uh, Notre Dame commit top five in the country heck even Kayla Davis you know sophomore um, transfer now junior transfer South Carolina getting up shots yesterday after everything was over it was everything that you could want I, I think in two days from a basketball standpoint teaching drills gameplay all of that it was awesome talk about the drills and the gameplay man it's so much about the dynamic of the, the European style of basketball is so much more fundamentally sound. AAU, throwing out the baby with the bathwater when it comes to that. Talk about the balance that you guys have been able to find when, it, when you talk about a player like an Aaron Bowley being able to get some skill and drill work but then also compete against some of the country's best. Well, I, I thought the Kobe comment was interesting earlier in this calendar year about the system being broken. Uh, but the USA men you know, win gold medals at every single level. 16s, 19s, 21s, 17s, Olympic team. You know, if anybody had a real challenge, it was the <laughs> senior men's team. Uh, you know, last played in 2012 there and had themselves a battle with Spain. So I don't know that the system is broken. I think that everybody involved has done a good job. I think what we do with EBA models what some of the high-level elite boys camps look like with the instruction and then the combination of that with the gameplay. So you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. All right. I think it's interesting sometimes when the product of a system comes back and rebels against the system that has worked for that product and, and, you know, all those other things. But from where I sit, Marcus, it's been outstanding. I know we were talking in the other gym. Our managing editor, Chris Hansen, and I were working on a, a breakdown drill, five-on-five five defensive drill. And at one point in time, we actually showed and visualized that LeBron versus Iguodala matchup in the finals that Iggy did such a good job on. You know, obviously yeah. LeBron had arguably the best six-game stretch of his career, but Iggy was able to keep him in check just enough for Golden State to be able to outlast him with the talent. So we have all five kids in the lane, and then we talk about the numbers, and we talk about the struggles of Della Dadova, J.R. Smith, and Shumpert in the second half of games that combined 7-34, and that's not going to allow you to be able to win the championship. So we talked about why it's so important to be aware of who is producing find a stop there, and then know that on the skip and the kick that a shot's going to be given up. You just got to hope you're playing the numbers and the percentages. So I don't know that a lot of camps get to that point. I don't know that a lot of camps don't get to that point. But I know that for us here at EBA, that getting to that point inside of our drill work allows us to come back home during the game play and make sure that people are fundamentally sound and skilled up. Fundamentally sound and skilled up sounds like a good description for Colton <laughs> Kressel, uh, the fella that came all the way from Arizona to participate in this year's EBA All-American Cup. Another good year for him. Well, and you look back, I think the difference in his game this year and 
you know, last year. He was good last year, but was very much an off-the-ball guy, allowed people to facilitate and make the plays for him. This year he came in ready to headhunt. Yeah. You know, he came in <laughs> trying to make plays with the ball in his hands. And, you know, I think the, the growth of his game, and I remember Aaron Bowley two years ago, and, you know, her tendency to kind of float around the perimeter and wasn't really dominating the games the way that, you know, we thought she should and all that other stuff. And you see what she's doing today. Yeah. And I think Colton is en route to making that same progression. I'm excited to see him back at All-American Camp again next year and now watch him put it all together because he was much more assertive off of the bounce and making plays than he was a year ago. Picked up a Northern Arizona offer a week ago, and his sister Lexi played at Colorado, just finished her collegiate career, one of the better players in the Pac-12 last year, and now she's headed to play professionally. So runs in the family there, and, and he's doing a great job of fulfilling his role and his part of the legacy. Talking about professional play, this EBA pipeline has, has been home to a lot of great alums. You mentioned Sierra Burdick. Uh, who's been involved with PSB, playing now for the WNBA Atlanta Dream uh, here right in the hometown. Talk about that perspective, man, really seeing the thing come around full swing. Well, it's just good basketball, man. You know, from the time that Burdick was in high school at Butler High School in North Carolina and then was a McDonald's All-American, uh, you know, obviously spent four years at Tennessee, did a great job there, really rallied and led the troops and, and has fought through some injury things as a stress fracture deal now. And, Stuck around and made the roster, you know, in Atlanta. And, and so you go from her to Andrea Carter, who stepped in, you know, yesterday and was here for a little while with us. Kayla Davis, you know, a Tiffany Mitchell that's in South Carolina. Um, and Ellen Ibium, a Tori Waldner, who are playing overseas now, just finished up at South Carolina, Penn State, respectively. And now you're glimpsing down the pipeline at a Carissa McLaughlin from Indiana. Well, Taya Reimer from Indiana, who's at Notre Dame now, was an EBA legend. You know what I mean? And you're getting that string. Ali Patberg kind of is the middle between them. Tierra Murphy and Darby Forsman. And so every single state, you know, you go to Sydney Paris and Keegan Sullivan down in 2020 yeah. from Indiana. Daly Sullivan in 17, I thought, had a fabulous weekend. So when you put all of that together, that's where you start to get your pipelines. I, I used to play the game NCAA football all the time, college football, and you have those pipeline states, man, where you go right. recruit. <laughs> and even though it wasn't a neighboring state, they wouldn't charge you as many points for your coaching visits because you had three or more players from there. In Indiana, Kentucky as well, those have become pipeline states for what we do, and in addition to the states that border and directly touch. So it's been great to watch those relationships grow, to watch those kids go on to the next level. And Marcus, you've been here for a lot of it. Be interested to get your take on, on that and you know, a couple of players that you've seen this weekend that you think that, hey, this kid can really roll, man. Well, you talk about relationships, and one of the common threads, you know, we talk with Aaron Bowley, uh, Carissa McLaughlin, Jenna Brown, as well as uh, Mimi Collins, and one of the things that rang true was the, some of the relationships that they were able to form through the competitive camp games, but the camp energy and the off-court experience as well. Mimi Collins out of that DMV area, which has become another pipeline for PSB, great area for hoops, talked about being able to kick it with Jenna Brown a little bit yesterday, went, met the family, so, you know, really being able to, to, to kind of take some things away from this experience both on and off the court because we know it will all come back around down the road with these players playing at the same echelon as the uh, the pyramid goes up. No question man well it's exciting I think to, to finish that subject on the boys side going back multiple guys out of Kentucky now Boyd County had a kid from Bell County well Bell County Macy Morris who's a freshman in Kentucky her dad's the head boys coach up there Lou looks at this kid, hey, man, if you want to get better, this is where you need to go now. This is what my daughter did. You see where she is. Now you're going to go through it. So everything about this entire game and the whole crossover movement is about relationships, man. And 
just watching, you know, we're fans of the game, you know, I think socially, you know, on Twitter during the finals, and people know that we're active, and people know that I'm sitting at home really locked in, you know, trying to see who's doing what, and I asked the kids, I said, okay, who was the best player in the finals, and they were about split, Steph, LeBron, Steph, LeBron, I said, but didn't Iggy Dollar win series MVP? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it was him, it was him, like, hold on, <laughs> no, just because they give somebody an award doesn't necessarily mean that they were the best one. But he definitely is in the discussion. I think it could have gone any of those three ways and get him a fine with it. But I like to really engage the kids in that type of discussion so that they're thinking about something a little different and a little bit further in it from an advancement standpoint, something that honestly, especially on the female side, they don't have a lot of from an elite standpoint where Collins and Brown, and we had nine kids that are ranked in the elite 60 in 2018 prospects nation in terms of our re-rank nine kids that are already in the pool and we just got to finalize the numbers before we release it but it was just an incredible field man and that's the key element there because whether it's reading an on-court situation or having a particular view on an nba game or whatever the case may be it's all about being able to see a viewpoint make the right read and explain your rationale behind doing so no question. if you feel like that player is that top player what's the rationale yeah. for it? well and there's so many ways to do it i mean you know i think ben simmons and jalen brown last year was a, a great example of that you know malik newman like there's just there's so many guys that were in the high school class of 2015 who will be freshmen this year and i don't know that on any given day you can effectively say this guy's Definitely better than all the rest of them. You know, Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown went to work at City of Palms. It was so much fun. Arguably one of the better nights of the, my career from a covering basketball standpoint. I can't tell you which one of those guys is better. You know, both of them led their teams and put them exactly where they were supposed to be. But what I can say is that night in and night out, they both belong in that upper echelon. Malik Newman at Callaway. We had the opportunity to watch that game at Lighthouse last year with Altariq Gilbert and Miller Grove. And I thought Altariq put himself in a different category that night. Yeah. You know, Tariq showed Jawan Evans-like qualities, man. You know, the, the young man from South Carolina, Texas, uh, you know, at Oklahoma State now as a freshman. Al Tariq put himself in that mix. So maybe he's a two-game guy now, a McDonald's guy and a Jordan guy. And right there with Kobe Simmons from Mr. Georgia Basketball. And all that stuff happens when you see the perspective of the game like that, man. So it's been great to watch it and then be able to bring that home to an All-American camp to be able to give these kids that fresh perspective. You see a melting pot of perspectives when you look at, you know, I was having a conversation with Kyle Moore about basketball in, in uh, different countries and some of the international dynamics he had noticed. Sat with uh, Stephen Peck and J.L. Hemingway, and they were talking about how there are times where, you know, water cooler talk, there would be four different perspectives <laughs> on a player or where they're at, depending on where you sit and, the, you know, how the vantage point plays a role. Anytime you can have that many basketball minds converging on evaluation or, or, uh, or training kids on the game, I think it's going to bode well for everybody involved, man. No question. One other thing, I mean, to take that one step further on, on that end, Marcus, as you look at, at camp and, and you look at some of those top kids, whether it's, you know, a Sullivan or a McLaughlin or a, a Grace Berger, Blair Green I thought was fantastic, uh, the 18 out of Kentucky. She's done some really, really good things with her game and just the breakdowns and the workouts and some of the stuff that I've watched her do. Um, like I said, I thought Berger did a really good job. And, you know, it's just neat to watch everything start to come together from a camp perspective, from an event perspective, but overall in the bigger picture of basketball, these kids are going to be the stars of our game, man. You know, Big 12 Freshman of the Year, Gabby Ortiz at Oklahoma, EBA All-American. Taylor Reimer starts in the national championship game, EBA All-American. Kayla Davis, first team All-ACC, two in a row, EBA All-American. So it's been great in the bigger scope of all of this to watch those kids then go on 
and be great at a different level. And then at the end of the day, that's why we do it, man. Whether it's Division Three All-American, Division One All-American, whatever your role happens to be, wherever you go, the chance to then go get that degree, come on, man. You can't beat that. As we say, D-free. And you mentioned uh, you know, South Carolina and that program. A lot of people want more patience with Frank Martin on the boys' side. Seems like he has a pretty good case study in what Dawn Staley has done with the program, with where she started. Look at them now. They aforementioned Kayla Davis will be there in a Well, and, and you just you need a break. You know, sometimes you, you need, you just simply need a break. And I thought for them, Tiffany Mitchell was the break. Um, you know, they had a bunch of great players, and Alicia Welsh was awesome, awesome too. So let me say that hometown kid, Tiffany Mitchell out of Charlotte, you know, was a top 50 kid, you know, had a knee injury, you know, during her high school career that kind of slowed down the development, but the talent was there. You know, it's almost that NFL draft board adage of top 10 talent, but, you know, you have to wait and see because she hadn't turned it. And I thought during her senior year after she had signed, we started to see that Tiffany Mitchell that got the USA basketball invite when she was young. You know, some of that stuff. And fortunately for her, for Dawn, and for everybody else involved, she has hit that gas pedal and has never looked back. You know, even earning that uh, invite out to Vegas for the training camp early this year. Her and Bree Stewart, the only two college kids to go. I mean, it's just been fantastic to watch that grow and to watch Tiffany Mitchell and Dawn Staley now, the fruits of the work that her and her staff have put in. And now they're rolling. You know, you get it, Kayla Davis, you get an Alicia Gray on the transfer. I mean, your scout team is going to be one of the three best in the country this year. You know, I mean, they're going to be fantastic. Texas Tech's ain't going to be pretty bad. And then Kansas out there with, a, you know, a Jessica Washington sitting out a year and a McKenzie Calvert. So plenty of talent on some scout teams this year, man. South Carolina probably with the best team in the country that has two ICC first-teamers that are going to sit out this year <laughs> and chill. So it's, it's amazing the amount of talent they have, and we'll see what that bodes here in the springtime as we get closer with some of these battles. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Dallas Taylor's crew roll. Inching closer and closer to this season kicking off. It's been a great EBA All-American camp. Any closing thoughts on your end, Brandon? Uh, you know what? I, I think we got to continue to get better. I, I love the energy. I talked to our campus about that multiple times. The energy was fantastic. Uh, you know, we were coaching execution for two days. I can deal with that. You know, so now we get ready for end of the road. They're at the end of the month, um, you know, 25th through the 27th, and then also Fab Five camp, you know. So for kids who don't have a team or maybe some unsigned seniors who are still out there floating, this will give them an opportunity to be able to go and, and play in front of 100-plus schools. So not bad, right? Not bad at all, <laughs> man. Pleasure being able to get a chance to sit here and recap with you. You know how we send this, lo this out like we do everything, B. Clay. Any gym is home. <laughs>